This is the Deep Color podcast series. Deep Color is an oral history project where I talk with artists about their work and their lives. The ultimate goal here is to give listeners a better understanding about the experiences and people behind the artwork. My name is Joseph Hart. I produce and facilitate this series. These recordings are casual, straight on, and unscripted. Deep Color is independently produced and a free archive and resource for listeners. Learn more about the project and contributing artists by visiting deepcolorpodcast.com. You can also show your support by making a donation on the support page. Be sure to share the project within your community and become a subscriber in the Apple Podcast directory. Your support and belief in Deep Color is profoundly important, and I thank you for your generosity. This episode profiles Jason McLean. Jason is a multidisciplinary artist that makes sculpture, soundworks, zines, performance works and installations, but he's primarily known for his drawings. He uses brush pens and ink on paper to make elaborate and surreal scenes that often resemble maps or narrative diagrams. Personal history and topics like loss, displacement, and economic hardship inform the work, tilting it towards feeling like a pictorial diary. The work has a graphic magnetism and shows a wonderful mix of control and spontaneity. We recorded this conversation in his living room in the Carroll Gardens section of Brooklyn. Like some sort of marathon, marathon, like a triple box set. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other thing is, and this is something that I'm like always sort of reflecting on, and I'm just curious what you think about it. Is 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 sort of trying to thread the needle between providing context for what we do, Mm. which I really love. I think that's important. It really helps me understand and learn what it is I'm doing, what the other person's doing, what this person I don't know is doing. That that I, I I admire from afar. So this idea of context about art, but also like trying to thread the needle and not wreck the mystery of art by giving away too much. Mm. Um, and that's something that I like think about quite a bit with this yeah. project is like, where's that sweet spot? Um, and I guess that's my setup to ask you about with the lectures you've given. Is there any sort of thing that you don't like talking about with your work or is like more private for you uh, or like this is mine and I this is well, I don't share I, this. I think I've I think I've learned over the years mm-hmm. sometimes directions of not 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 what to go into like mm-hmm. I, if I go there I'm going to have to explain myself and there'll be a there'll be questions and like and I was like you know I can't expect to get into a territory yeah. that's uh like a conflict and then not have to answer to it totally but, but unless um i i've shot my mouth off sometimes and i've learned and sometimes <laughs> in the media yeah. where it's just like uh well i mean i'm a, I'm a little questionable about media sometimes as yeah. far as like um what territory you can get into and yes. then um you know you have to know when to say things and when not to so. yeah yeah i agree and i'm still learning no i know <laughs> well you know it's a it's it's an interesting thing to like t- to like trust someone in yeah. the media and then you open up to them uh-huh. and then you realize other people are going to hear it because yeah. sometimes you think you get comfortable with a conversation. Yeah, for sure. I, it's funny. I don't even really think of this as a media no, project, it's, but it's it not, is. It's not, it is though. No. It's out there. Yeah. It's information. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't think of myself as a journalist or anything. No. Like yeah. Um, anyhow, another thing that I like to do in the beginning is try and find something to to talk about that's not necessarily directly about art. And you, last time we were hanging out, you told this wonderful story. Well, I shouldn't say wonderful, like 
a pretty incredible story uh, about being involved in a robbery on your way to one of your yeah, art it was, openings. It wasn't actually a robbery. Oh, okay. I, no, but it was... Um, it was, um, I was, I was, I was in Los Angeles, uh, mm-hmm. at, um, the gallery I show with Wild and Crayon. And, um, I was going for a walk right before the opening just to kind of chill out. The show was all set up and mm-hmm. my art dealer, Anthony was like, just why don't you go for a walk and just check out a few of the galleries around the neighborhood. So I'm walking over to a flea market a few blocks from the gallery and, I'm looking at a purse for my wife. I was like, oh, this would be a really nice gift. And like, yeah. it's a small flea market and a little compound. And then all of a sudden, everyone says, well, there's a bunch of people that say, um, okay, they yell, everyone go to the back. I'm like, what's going on? And mm-hmm. and uh, basically, there was a gunman outside and he was starting to shoot off his, some sort of weapon of some sort mm-hmm. and they were trying to close we weren't sure what was going on everyone was going to the back and then they were trying to we were like what's going on and we heard gunshots and and then like i was people were starting to climb the building to uh to escape to escape uh-huh. and i was like hiding under a car and i didn't have i didn't i don't know it was starting to get dark out and then all of a sudden choppers started flying overhead and there was like <laughs> it was getting dusk and then there was like i don't know if they had weapons the police but mm-hmm. um then there was more shots and then they said they shot the gunman and then he like was maybe lying on his gun and then like i was trying to i was messaging on social media because i was basically like are they gonna come in like do they have like some sort of uh machine gun or something yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. Like, and i was basically and you're hiding under a car this uh, i'm kind of hiding behind a car under okay. a car and there's about 40 of us in this tiny little flea market and basically it was just um just flash of like life is very temporary yeah and yeah. then um basically i we got to leave and i'm walking out the side and there's like police cars shining their lights with um the sticker like the caution tape across and i'm holding my hands to the sides with my cell phone thinking that they don't think i have a weapon yeah yeah yeah. and then my art dealer picks me up who's getting ice for the opening with his beer for the beer cooler and 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 basically i had to go right into uh my opening and people are like oh you must be so excited about your show yeah. and i was like i didn't want to say anything about the incident that just happened and literally yeah, because you don't you, you, you don't want to give the the gallery a bad you know like the neighborhood's rough this yeah, is yeah, a number yeah. of years ago too uh-huh. and, and in the arts district of, of la and um and um uh, not far from i guess uh, it's a little ways from skid row but mm-hmm. i don't actually know la that well but, sure but um but it was just kind of like um i did a, a, a few pieces about it and i didn't, didn't want to get like too preachy about gun violence like how it was like changing my life or anything yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. um but it was like one of those things where there was trauma after it too, you totally. know, to like as far as like when I came back, like uh, when I went home, I never actually saw the gunman. I thought I saw him before, uh-huh. before I went into the compound sitting on cardboard in front of his RV, like cross-legged. I wasn't sure if that was him. And then my wife sent me an image um, when I was staying at my art dealer's place in his back house and uh, of him like on his knees with his arms doing this kind of crucifix pose and i was like oh i don't know if i really want to see that right and, too much and uh and basically on the airplane i was like kind of panicking on the way home like i left the next day uh-huh. and then i was in the park in carroll gardens where i live and and i kept thinking i was re-flashing back to that like um 
someone was saying everyone go to the back like sure. in the park like it was just kind of like post traumatic stress yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um but it's crazy that you you it was had that experience with, and then you had to go into uh right into a your, show your and, opening and, and, and pretend I had to, like nothing I had to be had just inter- happened. I was interviewed too for uh, for a magazine yeah. too and then um yeah it was just kind of just to prepare yourself and just stay professional and stay yeah. like on top of things and actually as the night went on i was like it was just some sort of like dream like kind uh-huh. of thing like it was just kind of uh uh but it, it, it affected me for a long time but i've had a few situations like that with like where 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 you feel like this time is very short and yeah. like and it, it you know with i mean i know we were going to talk about health situations and yeah like yeah, yeah it's been a lot and a lot of that filters into my work too yeah. you know like uh i talk about daily experiences yeah I, that, I mean i feel like that's a great pivot point because your work is autobiographical yeah it's um reflecting on your own life there's like a, a almost like a diary entry aspect yeah. to some of there is written language in, people, in some of your drawings it's very very diaristic yeah. or uh, yeah um, just, um because I, d- I don't actually keep a diary so like sure. actually looking through work and when i visit view work like just say i'm at a collector's house or uh, i'll go to uh-huh. uh see an old body of work somewhere or I'll, I'll visit a different city where i've lived and there's things around and and i'll see work and i'll be like oh yeah that was going on like that's mm-hmm. when you know it's like a time marker yeah totally yeah um the other thing i feel like we need to mention is that you work a number of different ways you make uh audio work you make sculpture you make book art uh you do performance and curatorial things yeah um i've done a, a little mm-hmm. bit of I, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't know if you know, but I used to do a lot of postal art too. Right, so mailing ma- stuff ma- around. Mail art and mm-hmm. then a lot of collage with the postal art mm-hmm. and um, um, like a whole network of people. And the right. zines actually, because I've been making zines for... Um, yeah, that's huge for you. For, um, oh, geez, oh, getting close to, getting close to uh, 30 years right. probably. Right, uh, since no, well, since no, Well, since like 93 or 94. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not quite 30 years. Right. But... but um, yeah, so sending a lot of stuff through the right. mail system. Right. And uh, I think some of the language might have started in the drawings through the postal work and through like a kind of a fluxus kind of... Sure, uh, it's writing out addresses. Yeah, and, addresses. Or, or, or correspondence. Or stamp pad or mm-hmm. like collage or language or nonsensical uh, phrases mm-hmm. and uh, collaborating a lot too, a, right. lot, a lot of collaboration. Sure. Is it fair to say that the the works on paper, the drawings... Um, do, uh, does that sort of bubble up to the top as sort of your main? Yeah, that's that's what I, I think. If your it, main it, thing. Yeah, that people if they people generally know my work, they'll think um, they'll think of drawing. But mm-hmm. I sometimes I've fought that and been like, no, I don't want to be just Jason the drawer. But right. then, you know, lately in in New York, at times I'll I'll feel like I'll um, I'll take whatever they can <laughs> give me here. Not yeah. like I'm totally super desperate, but I'm yeah, like. Yeah. I was like, uh, I'll be Jason, uh, whatever you've uh, worked Well, it's another tricky thing. Like, <laughs> it's another tricky thing, these categories that we no, need, I know, that yeah. our community sets up for ourselves just for organizational purposes. But we often get lumped into these things that we're not so sure where we slide in as easily as other people think we do. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've tried a lot of things. Yeah. I used to do a lot of sewing too. Mm-hmm. I used to make costumes for performance rock mm-hmm. bands and... Um, in the early years, I used to videotape a lot of of, of concerts and uh, like friends' performance concerts, mm-hmm. and, and then we got uh, I got my uh, like Hi8's camera stolen from our house got broken into. So, who knows if my, the camera hadn't got stolen, I would have maybe, maybe gone down a, a video a video road. Yeah, you know. 
Well, maybe I'll take a second to describe where we're sitting. We're sitting. Sure. We're sitting in your living room in your apartment. Your studio's down the street. Yeah, it's just a. We sort of decided it was yeah. maybe a little too small, and and um, you share. It's a shared space. Yeah, and, there's and we there's, there's four of us, and yeah. actually one person might be moving out today, which would have been because uh, they're leaving the studio. So okay. I was thinking, I'll have Joseph by there, and it'll be nice and calm. And then <laughs> halfway through, someone will come in and start Sh- moving stuff. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> we're we're in your when you're we're in your living room, which you know before we we turn the mics on uh-huh. i was sort of talking about how it feels it starts to lean into feeling like a yeah like a studio space it's not a it's not a making space but it's a space of display you have a number of art works on the wall there's a well, like a really beautiful quilt hanging um there's these door works drawings text-based drawings that are on it looks like found doors that you've made um, you have your 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 dining table. It looks like maybe you and your family, you know, eat your meals at. Mm-hmm. We have the couch, and then on the couch, we have uh, a stack of I don't know how many drawings. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been really been been a, pretty pretty, a, pretty a focused lately. A significant yeah, stack I, of drawings is about to uh, ship out. Yeah, actually, I only um, I've only been to um, Manhattan um, once in the last month. Uh, like I've ridden the subway twice. Just I just been just you just been working. Just, just producing. I I, we got a dog about a month ago. Pickles who's sitting on my lap and and um, uh, a Chawini. <laughs> and um, so basically, I just been making work and walking the dog. Mm-hmm. That's all I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, like the last month and, yeah. and a bit. And just, but you're preparing uh, for yeah. I've been getting preparing for a bunch 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 of exhibits. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I just uh, just did the art on paper fair with a new Vancouver dealer that I'm working with mm-hmm. um, back gallery project mm-hmm. and. Uh, and um, I did a fair in San Francisco at Art Market, and then um, uh, yeah, I, I have a, a show at my art dealer, Canadian art dealer in London, Ontario, Canada, Michael Gibson Gallery, mm-hmm. which is coming up in July. And uh, so that's what this is for. Hamptons Art Fair, mm-hmm. and then also uh, w- with with my Vancouver dealer, and then uh, a show in, at Angel Gallery in in Toronto, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then a Seattle Art Fair. Uh, hopefully, that's happening with me in in, uh, in mid August. And it's a lot of the, action. The, the list goes on and on. Like it's just kind of yeah. There's n- n- not. Um, I mean, I I wish some of the this could show a little bit more in New York. Yeah, but I got a lot of set up things in Canada, and mm-hmm. like, I mean that's. I mean that's where I was based for you know for so long. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. actually living in. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the the like the, the difference in scene between where you flow in Canada and New York in a little bit. But before we get there, yeah, let's talk about the work. Yeah. Um, so these ones, you know, they look like they're maybe thirty by fifty. Yeah, I think thirty by forty-four. I think thirty so. by yeah. forty-four. Yeah. So they're like these long rectangles. This one that's on top reads as a horizontal as it's presented right now. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, it's got really incredible touch in terms of line quality. It looks like you're using uh, brush and ink, or maybe a uh, uh, ink nib, uh, an inkwell pen to get that line. And then, what's the pigment? Is that watercolor or ink it, on top it, of it's, it? It's um, it's um, uh, ac- acrylic ink, acrylic uh, ink. like FW yeah. uh, British uh, FW ink. Yeah, and then um, it's um basically diluted uh just with water yeah and so you're getting some yeah, washy areas some more some opaque. Wa- some wash some more opaque, opaque but mm-hmm. um but uh, and then some of the lines are done with pentel brush pen okay and then um sometimes uh, they've sat for a while and then i'll, I'll work into them more and just mm-hmm. i'm not sure exactly the 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 the, 
the main center focus of this is like a character kind of reminded me a little bit of my dog hmm. pickles but um i'm not sure if it's supposed to be me it's they're kind of wearing a hat and it says make it and yeah and i the, see the i see the the, the sort the, of face there yeah and there's almost kind of like um uh, uh like a uh like a, a mocking character beside it because mm -hmm. uh, they come back come back and then there's like make it on the hat and green in america is the title of the piece and envy it says beside it and, and it does have like a it's the suggestion yeah, of a flag with uh, the horizontal stripes a, a flag or mm -hmm. like on flag and then also maybe like music notes i wasn't sure if i should go into that more like a song or a game mm -hmm. or and then a little bit um almost like um like a little bit of a character being razzed like you know, can you make it or can you uh, uh, almost um, maybe a little bit like a, a, a play or a, a stage or mm -hmm. some sort of um, like where I'm the character. And I've often done pieces where it's like a, um, uh, where I'm the focal point and yes. then, then there's like a, a game or a a, a storyline as based on like my life story and mm -hmm. like, being like a, a a show or a role or a right. play. Or Do something. you work in series or is this this isn't this is just a one this is one yeah. individual thing? Yeah, it's just started very yeah. like um, automatically kind of. Uh, that was my next question. Of these, yeah, are these like planned out or more automatic? Some are planned out. Some of the more mapping based pieces, which I sometimes got known a little bit for my mapping based mm -hmm. pieces, and um, uh, this one's just kind of put some lines down start drawing into them and the, and and um the drawing into the smears and the brush marks kind of yeah. maybe almost some people have said almost like a roy lichtenstein like kind of bra drawn brush line yeah which uh, wasn't intentional that way but and sometimes there's a bit of a uh, maybe a at times a bit of a pettibone kind of movement or gesture but not yeah. not in all of them but some of them i mean sure. but um I understand the impulse though to like sort of articulate with the brush pen that yeah. that watercolor gesture, like the edge where the 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 saturation changes from dark to light. There's yeah. a sh there's a faint shape there, and you're just pointing it out for yeah, the viewer. Yeah, it's just like drawing into the shapes or lines. Like if yeah. I started doing a mural on a wall, you would draw into the flaws of the wall. So yeah. drawing into the flaws and the cracks, and so you can't really make a mistake. Sure. Like if I spill my ink bottle on the drawing, it could maybe be a good thing. Sure. So. I, I was it's actually also, it's I was actually taught that at a, at a young age by a, a sculptor instructor at my art high school that you you really Joseph Hubbard and he was just like you can't really um, go like go wrong I yeah. don't know if that's like an outlook on on life like if I go at the front door of my house and I fall like yeah. maybe it's you know maybe, maybe someone nice will help me yeah yeah no <laughs> no I I identify with that way of that perspective but also that way of working yeah like, like, like setting up the conditions so that well, these things that we don't intend are actually the the strength of the work yeah well uh -huh. it's sometimes some people are like well don't you ever run out, out of ideas or like and i was kind of like well the ideas are like kind of like it's in the paper like in the like sometimes you see a mark in the paper and you draw into it mm -hmm. and just you start pulling things out yeah you're you responding know? to yeah. what's in front of you yeah mm -hmm. so yeah pulling things out of the the watercolor marks or the line or the the inks mm -hmm. um and yeah. they start to get abstracted. I mean, this this does register as a face, but there's also some yeah. some like almost uh, structure uh, like architectural, you know, straight lines and yeah. horizontals that yeah. create like a like a geometric f grid almost over his face. Yeah, in in the in the flag type part in the back, mm -hmm. like I could also do like a just say I did a word on one of the the lines. Yeah. it becomes like a street or like I mean uh, you can. 
sometimes it's people say, well, how do you know when it's finished or you know when to stop yeah. or start? And like, yeah. so it's often a balance. Like you just, my wife's like, sometimes uh, she's like, you overwork them too much. You should keep them a little looser. And mm-hmm. then she's like, she's seen my work for a long time. We've of course. been together for a long time. So there's this little section two here. There's like on the one side, there's plus and this side and minus. And then there's mm-hmm. an infinity symbol yeah, over the, the the main character. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of some sort of, sometimes I'll do these balances of symmetry and like I'll get into like the clock motif and like the mandala kind of like with directional things and like something about time. Like, like time or, yeah. or space or movement or location mm-hmm. or. Um, um, One of the things that's, that I've always enjoyed about your work is the, I mean, this is sort of how, you know, we mentioned this in the beginning is the autobiographical nature of it. Um, and like some of these are, reflections on real experiences or thoughts that you're having and i think with presenting stuff personal stuff in the work like that i i'm always impressed or i guess you know there's a vulnerability that comes with that like putting yourself out there with that i'm wondering if you ever i I mean how do you how you sort of became comfortable with putting yourself out there yeah well well, sometimes you're like you're like god i'm getting so serious you know like you're like you're like all my woes and like my you know reflecting on if i should be doing this or that or Mm -hmm. like and i was like oh can i have like a lighten up a little bit yeah but then you know sometimes it'll be nonsensical things and i mean sometimes it's um i i won't be as uh, overt like i won't say like this means this but they'll be like sometimes especially earlier works they'll be like 30 or 40 ideas uh-huh. so you have to pick and choose and sometimes i'll disguise stuff in there a little bit so um you might go one direction and, and then it leaves it up to a little bit more up to the viewer mm-hmm. like it's not saying i am this in america or yeah, like, yeah, or yeah. like, or like it's kind of like the viewer has a big play on what they think it is sure yeah um, there's some flexibility mm-hmm. kind of built in in a way yeah um i mean i think that's i mean always i mean there's a few things at play right like I think it it's we we are working in a or operating in a in a setting that is is sort of relies on critique uh, and feedback by you know when we share artwork with yeah. a, a crit group or even put it in a gallery like you know it's up there for people to respond to sometimes that feedback is positive or yeah. lukewarm or negative um I think you know, it, I, there's, so there's like a vulnerability with just putting work out there, even if it's not yeah, autobiographical, I think I, I think and then I, you're putting I, I, yourself been, into I've it even put, more. I've been putting work out there for so long yeah. now, though. Like, I think I've done over 700 shows. Whoa. And it kind of, after a while, you forget that you're doing that because it's kind of like, you know, it's like getting dressed in the morning, putting, having your coffee, having yeah. your oatmeal. Like, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is what I do. And yeah. you, you don't question that, like, w- the process of that. Because, you know, you, you go, th- you know, some younger artists, their first shows, they're like, oh, I don't know if we're putting it out there. It's not the perfect show. And like, right. just put it out there. Right. And then you're kind of, I think you forget. And I'm a lazy viewer. I Sometimes I can get really in-depth if I go back and back and start digging and researching and, like, learning about what the artist is trying to say but at times if i'm not grabbed at times mm-hmm. sometimes by a certain aesthetic which is i know is bad but um uh i'm sometimes not that worried what people think i think that's I a think, good thing yeah like i'm just like if you don't like it and you have a problem with it yeah. sorry like I'm, yeah I, I can get really dark and negative too but sure but, we all uh, can <laughs> no i know it's too easy yeah and like you know, I'm like 47, and it's just I yeah. Don't know, it's just well, like, it's a good reminder. Yeah. You know, I, I was talking to, to to my wife about this re- recently. Um, 
this notion that art is for everyone and that's definitely not the case yeah. i mean it's we like what we like and some art is not for us and like that's important to to like know going into putting work out there that, that like if you're trying to win everyone over you're gonna f you're failing yeah. before you even put the thing out there so well i remember um this is just a little side note but i i remember sh when i lived in vancouver in canada in the west coast there i was showing work to a neighbor one day and yeah. he's like because i thought oh you know my neighbor's like he's really you know we get along really well we talk yeah. over the fence a lot and yeah. stuff and and he's like He's like, he looked at my work. He's like, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, there's still nothing really to get. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And like, and, and he's like, and then some people are, would say like, that's really unpleasing to me. Like, it's too busy. Like, I want something to look at that's relaxing. Yeah. It's making <laughs> like, me stressed out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, after a long day, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know, maybe if you're bored you know yeah <laughs> well i think it comes into like what your experience with no as i know a viewer I, no, it's is, true right? well I, I i was i was raised in a very like non-art upbringing too and mm -hmm. it's funny my parents have both drifted back into uh my mom's been doing poetry and my dad's been doing a lot of uh, art after 60 years of not doing art so that's cool it's um people are like oh so your parents are artists and i was like yeah like i was like uh yeah and kind of now they're yeah. doing more and more so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well i mean you mentioned your parents and you grew up in Canada. Yeah, what I, part? What I, part of Canada? I, I grew up in in London, Ontario, Canada. Okay, which is uh, about two hours uh, just um, uh, south of of Toronto, and about an hour and forty five minutes from Detroit. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, sorry, I thought my dog was gonna jump on the drawings there. <laughs> um, um, but um, yeah, uh, and then uh, ended up leaving for a little while, going to a uh, small beach town in. Uh, Brights Grove, Ontario, for a few months, and then mm -hmm. when my parents moved out of the city, I lived in it on my own at a very young age. Not like super young, but like just seventeen. Mm -hmm. And then um, went out to Vancouver, uh, lived there for almost uh, eighteen or nineteen years. That's and then, where I met you. Yeah, and in then Vancouver. Then uh, moved to Toronto, and then br uh, briefly to uh, three years in London, Ontario, back after 23 years and then to LA for four months and then moved to New York for yeah. almost four years. Yeah. We met in Vancouver at, right. uh, at antisocial. Well, I think I actually or did we meet you before that. No, it, I was out. It was one of the, well, I was shop. right when I was starting to first figure out how to put my work in something that we could call an art gallery. Uh -huh. And it was the antisocial yeah. art gallery, which is uh, a skate shop. Is yeah. it still there? Yeah, it's still there. I I'm pretty sure. Rick pretty sure. Yeah, Rick and it was Rick and Michelle. Yeah. I know Rick is. Uh, yeah, they were a couple. I don't know if they're still a couple, uh, but anyways. So, yeah. um, but I went over to the Vancouver Art Museum, and you had an installation yeah. in the lobby installed yeah, on the it, ceiling. Yeah, it was called "The Sky Is Falling." And I think you happened to be there, or maybe I saw you at the opening, and you're like, "Go to this show. Check me out. I'm in the museum." I, I can't. Yeah. Remember. I mean, it was this was like the early 2000s. Yeah. No, it was. Um, that was I was showing with uh, friends West. And he was alive still then. Uh -huh. Franz West and was it Picasso? I can't remember. But it was it was it was uh, it was ambitious. I, I made that whole ceiling, 162 drawings uh -huh. in um, just over a month, I think. Wow. And uh, and then it had to be all set up. Uh, it was mounted on the ceiling yeah. and all gridded out, and had to make. And then um, they had to cut holes where the lights went through. And I was so. So you're covering the lights had, with they, some of your drawings. They had, they had hydraulic dollies and mm -hmm. like. Um, uh, cherry picker things, yeah. type things, and uh, it was it was it was ambitious, and it was actually a bit of pressure at that age because my my first son was born, mm -hmm. but as far as like to, I mean there was thousands of people at the opening, 
Yeah. You know, and then there's like. It's a museum show. That's yeah, no, time. no. It's a, yeah. I mean, the the museum there owns uh, ninety seven pieces of mine. Wow. And um, but yeah, that was that was yeah. that was that was a that was a nice pro- that was that was like a big project. That was a big career point. Completely. You know? That was my introduction to you, to yeah. you and your work. And I remember yeah. my takeaway from seeing that installation was that because there was a significant distance between me, the viewer on the floor and looking up and sort yeah. of the discomfort of, of that. I like the sort yeah. of challenge to, to view the work. And also I can't get my nose. I, you know, I'm one of these viewers who likes to get up close and you're taking that away from me. Initially I was going to paint it right on the ceiling. Yeah. And, but it wasn't my idea to do the ceiling actually. No, it was the gallery's idea, but, um, but it, it, it turned out, you know, it was, it was a good project. And, yeah. And, and um, there's, yeah, I mean, there's there's a long story that involves with the ceiling, and it can get like yeah. involve lawyers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, won't, day. we won't go there. We won't go there. Uh, while we're while we're still sort of on Canada and growing up, uh-huh. um, I'm wondering if if you know this is something I often ask people if they can sort of cite some early influence, artistic influences, or uh-huh. um, the sorts of things you're looking at as as yeah. a younger person, and how that may in have a, informed the stuff you're making now. In in the younger years. Um, uh, when I was living in London, Ontario, um, the uh, regional art movement uh, was was qu- quite qu- quite well known in Canada and a, a little bit a little bit internationally. But um, there was um, members of the the band, the Nihilist Spasm Band, which I'm not sure if you know of, but they used to do um, they did this thing later on that was um, musically illiterate. Y- they were they were they're called the world cited as the, the world's oldest noise band. Okay, I think they've been playing for over fifty years now, but um, fifty two years or fifty three years. Something I could be wrong, but um, and uh, um, uh, few a few of the members were artists Murray Favreau and Greg Curnow, and uh, the the regional identity and um, the the tie in with the literary community and. Um, uh, it heavily influenced me with a lot of content of mapping the local and and uh, the everyday mm-hmm. and uh, the the certain cartoony aesthetic and early mm-hmm. early teachings in my art high school that I went to and my sculpture instructor who I mentioned earlier Joseph Hubbard h- him showing me um, uh, a lot of work from Chicago because he was from Chicago and showing okay. me the Harry Who mm-hmm. at a young age and and Mike Kelly and uh, Klaus Oldenburg and uh, 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 he showed us H.G. Uh, e. Westerman and Robert Crumb and like uh, he gave us a little bounce uh, uh, Abakanowitz. Uh, I was mainly a sculptor actually yeah. in the earlier years before I started doing drawing a lot, but but um, it sounds like uh, we should tip our hat to that teacher i mean no you really no yeah really i, I, I still stayed in touch with him quite yeah. well and um and then uh some of the peer circle like with hanging out with mark bell i don't mm-hmm. know if you know mark's work i know his work Cartoon, yeah cartoonist uh, yeah, i love that artist. stuff um um yeah we, we worked Is he toronto based he's london ontario based oh, okay. too. we went yeah. to art high school together mm-hmm. and uh um um we might actually do a project together in uh in november in the east coast of canada a residency great but uh, yeah, we uh, we started uh, something called the All Star Schnauzer Band in uh, in London, Ontario, which was kind of uh, in the spirit also of of like a Ray Johnson, like doing nothings or like non performance kind of almost and media mm-hmm. maybe a media hoax kind yeah. of um, 
things and postal art and it's later when we all separate in different cities but right um but mark has been a huge influence so, sure yeah. sure and i know that um making you, you mentioned it earlier but making zines and self-publishing yeah, stuff mark, i feel like that's a huge mark thing was, for you was basically the reason yeah kind of why i started yeah doing that and he helped me lay out my first book yeah. and i actually was really into uh uh, we used to hang out. It was Peter Thompson and Mark Bell and I would hang out at uh, Big Boy Restaurant in London, Ontario, and we would uh, we cut up the coloring books. Uh -huh. It was kind of color coloring book kind of uh, the things like the kids com while com they comic, yeah, Elias Big Boy, yeah, yeah, and it was kind of through the Michigan culture and like and we would sit there and drink coffee and deface them and pretend we were American tourists and <laughs> and um, there was that segment actually through. Um, the London Ontario regional movement that was very anti-American hmm. and um, like Greg um, Curnow, one of the artists I was heavily influenced by was always felt like you didn't have to go to the major city and you could stay in London and, and make it. And he was very like, sort of define he, the narrative. He, he, that you he, need to he, be he didn't want to show his, hubs. he didn't yeah. want to show his work in the United States. Yeah. And that whole, like that, that whole, like, um, attitude sometimes is, is sometimes a little still there sometimes mm -hmm. just like just because we're not a big center doesn't mean we're not making good work you know no, i i admire but, that but I mean, I mean he never came and lived in the united states and i don't know no it's good i think i'm all, I'm all for sort of creating scenes and yeah dedicating yourself to that and not i don't know there's there's so much like uh you know the art there's like some cultishness with sort of being a New York artist or being an LA artist yeah. or being a London based artist in England. And, and yeah. I, I admire people that, that sort of like choose not to buy into the importance of these places. Um, so, you know, I salute that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, it is interesting living yeah. here and how much the, the daily life does affect on you though. Yeah. I mean, I think place plays a role and the stuff we make too i mean you're you're sort of responding to your time yeah, in Europe, and, these drawings. and sometimes sometimes i can get a bit romantic about the past of the, like where I, where I've, I've come from and like mm -hmm. like seeing oh it'd be so nice to be back in canada and see some trees and grass and yeah like, and it's just like but then you go back and you're like you're there for a few days and like oh i kind of miss new york <laughs> yeah i mean, I, mean I, I get that too um these places that we come from or like have spent time in give us something that the other doesn't yeah and the like the perfect collision of the places doesn't exist in one singular place. So that's something I'm always trying to reconcile. Yeah, reconcile well, as well. I see. I, I have a bad habit of um, late night uh, looking at uh, real estate sites, <laughs> and um, we still own our that's house. That's instant in depression. We, uh, we still hang out. We still own, own our house in Canada, small okay. in London, Ontario, and, and and sometimes I'm like, oh, I just. And then you start starts questioning where you're living, and you're like, "Oh, I could be here or there." And, yeah. like, and it's like, and then you get really thrown off, and you go to bed, and you're like, oh, "I don't know where I want to be." And yeah. like, it's just, it's not it's not healthy. It's just yeah, there's things that push and pull us to these places. No, yeah. Um, maybe maybe this is a good space to talk about. Um, and this is something that uh, you and I have talked about before: is that you and this is you know it's teetering into like unromantic market stuff and uh, maybe the maybe the pressures of the market in a place like new york versus um the different markets in canada but you you you've you've said to me that that you uh, are having great luck up up with your dealers in the in the collector bases in in, in canada um versus here that you you know have sort of found challenging i think as everyone does try, trying to break in can you talk about like the difference in scene and what you what you might 
think contributes to your work landing a certain way in Canada versus here? I mean, it's it's hard to say too. I mean, it might have to do a little bit with. I sometimes 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 think maybe it's stylistically my work hasn't. I mean, you start making work for a certain amount of time. I'm like, yeah, yeah. is this style still, people still, you know, is it still on an edge a little bit? Is yeah. it still, is it, am I getting, breaking new ground? Am I, like, is this, is this, like, I start, I'll joke with some friends, like, oh, I'm making work's the very 2000s. Yeah. And then, and then you're like, oh, I'm 47. I'm like, maybe I didn't quite make it enough. Like, right. It's like, you missed that window back then or something. Like, it's like, um, you know, like. The, the boy band that's starting to get the, the get, get 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 the get the crow's feet, you yeah. know. Or, no, I know that's a, that's. I'm just kind of joking, but yeah, yeah. But it kind of um, yeah. It's it's tricky. I mean, because I mean, I, to to uh, certain things. I mean, I've been pretty involved with the commercial world for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was in art school, I was second year. I had it like I was showing commercial galleries. Yeah, and um. I mean, things are actually going pretty well, but yeah. I mean, lately with my new Vancouver dealer, I've been getting into some more New York-based things, which mm-hmm. at times feels well. Not like sales are, you know, out, you know, you know, out the window, but um, but um, uh, it definitely got to a certain level where I got a bit spoiled in Canada, yeah. and then uh, things were going well in New York. I had a New York dealer for about five or six years, mm-hmm. and then they merged. Uh, uh, I was showing with uh, La Viola Bank, and then it became uh, uh, Allegra La Viola, and then they merged uh, owners, and then they dropped the roster pretty much yeah. right before I moved here. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a tough it was kind of tough to come to the United States and then not have a dealer all of a right. sudden. Right. You know. Um, I mean, I guess you can get too settled in the idea sometimes where things are comfortable, and then uh, and then things slowly start sliding a little bit yeah and um i don't know uh, it's tough because I, I think it's cyclical yeah uh you know things you know the market responds to things uh, for a couple of years and then yeah, it the sort tr- of moves on to the next thing trends but, but eventually it comes back comes back way. yeah um and so th- these things are tough to predict and there's so many yeah, other outside deciding factors not like i'm I'm going with like this year's yeah. model like kind of like just like i'm not going to do something just like i'm not going to start doing something totally different just for the sake of right. trying to s- sell a few more pieces right. or like, get attention somehow but then i suit i feel like in some ways like with this last series of work i've finally been working hard for a while like yeah. i get so sidetracked with distractions yeah and i'm thinking maybe it's my own fault for my success being a little slower in New York than getting off the ground. Like when I start doing, you know, display cases at the library with my son, which has been fun, Mm -hmm. where I start doing like making my zines like obsessively or I'll get into collecting autographs on Pez dispensers for a while. Yeah, yeah. Or like, and then I'll all of a sudden start collecting street debris and categorizing it in binders. Like, and it's like, if I just stayed focused on one thing for a while and kept pushing it and like, Maybe I don't think maybe I, you know I understand I mean, what you're you saying. Start, like you, you, start, you start questioning like, am I doing this wrong? Yeah. Or like, or like, is it other people? I mean, there's, there's things with the recession that hit, and yeah. like, and then there's age factors, and then there's like political environment. Yeah, I mean that's a big thing. Yeah, right no, now. I know definitely. You know, uh, like just yeah. the mood of the art world. Like it's yeah. it's not an easy time, and I'm still making it. I'm still doing sure. it. You know, I haven't. Sure. I, and sometimes. People are like, well, have you ever thought about teaching? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'd make a very good teacher. Sure. Um, 
I, don't, I mean, I, you know, I was going to bring up the fact that you're uh, like sort of a, an obsessive collector of different things. And you have collections. You mentioned the Pez dispensers that are autographed. I've seen your MetroCard collection. I've seen scrap money. Or yeah. like or pieces of money that you've collected. Yeah, yeah. Wrappers from things. I have, I, a mean, very, I have a very, very addictive personality. And then yeah. and then I'll all of a sudden just drop something like I can't do this anymore. This is like this is like like sure. I wasn't even gonna bring up the Pez thing, but <laughs> I, I was like that whole trunk over there is full of four hundred signed Pez. Yeah. And like and I was like, is this really Like, is this really what I'm doing? Like, I was just like, you know, you go on a, a side tangent bend for a while. Totally. And you're like, and it, We're and, in the midst of one right now. No, I know. and, and <laughs> This it's recording just, project. And, I and, 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 yeah, I know. And then you kind of, you're like, what am I doing with my life? And you're like, but this is a lot of fun. And like, see, I, do, I mean, we were going to talk about this. I, I yeah. don't, I don't drink or I don't smoke or don't do street drugs. Yeah. And I was like, I, sometimes that rush of, of excitement or like that collectability and, I go through patterns in, in Canada. I was obsessively trading uh-huh. and like trading at a very, very high level. Like in that cupboard over there, we have a little Barry McGee bottle. Uh-huh. I have like Jim Joe paintings. I have like trading Jessica, artwork, trading artwork, oh, Jessica yeah, yeah. Stockholder work, Friedman Pettibone work, like mm-hmm. Warhol, Picasso, all sorts of stuff we have in Canada. Wow. And it's just like, I just go through phases and then I get bored. And then I, and I was just like, if I can just stay focused, this I think things could go really well. Like I, just, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's just like it's like when you walk one way and you like oh said oh let's go over there for a minute like. <laughs> but I think that's a that's a life worth living. That's an interesting yeah. life to me, yeah. and I, I think to deny sort of some of these, you know, artistic impulses yeah. is sort of a disservice to who we are as but, people. But, but and I also think all that stuff informs the stuff but, that you make. But the Pez dispenser autograph thing, I wasn't going to talk about it too much. But yeah. I mean, when I'm when I'm out there with my son and and a friend, my friend Jeremy, and I'm getting Martin Scorsese, uh, like filming in my neighborhood to sign a size of a Pez dispenser, and then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? And then I had yeah. plans of donating it all to the Smithsonian. Yeah, we should for listeners, <laughs> we should provide a little context. When you say signed Pez dispensers, you're getting celebrities that have nothing to do with Pez. No, sign your Pez dispensers. And then our artists too, like you know Paul McCarthy. Yeah. And then we have like, and then but and some of them like. You say, well, I have like a Tom Petty one and yeah. some of the people like, you know, like Glenn O'Brien, like some of the people have passed away and it's just like. It's very Dada but, but sounding. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was kind of, I was thinking of it in like a Duchampian way, like yeah. an addition or a multiple, but it was, it was kind of too weird for the art world. Like it was just like, uh, people are like, what the hell are you doing? They're like, just not ready Are you yet. trying to sabotage <laughs> your career? Like it's like people in New York frown upon celebrity culture and here you're like elevating it to some higher form and i was like hanging out at the letterman show and it, it got yeah. very competitive but it was the subculture of it was fascinating there's also like a an absurdity to it that is magical no i, think, I know you know and i was doing uh, artwork I, i've i've kind of killed it now though i think it's done okay i think it's done you got it out of your system yeah it's, it's done like yeah. I, that was like a phase yeah right? let's circle back to you mentioned and this is something i wanted to talk to you about is is being a parent yeah you have, you have two sons age ages uh well almost 14 and 10 mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned your 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 wife, your partner um, Heather. Yeah, Heather is often here giving you feedback on your work. She's yeah, like, well, that's I, really I, important. Heather, I think Heather and I have been together. Actually, I should know this, but I think it's been about twenty six years. Sure, sure. And then you do projects with your art kids, projects. Yeah, with your and kids. that's actually how the Pez dispenser project started. Mm-hmm. We started the museum out of our house, and I've always been into micro museums and like side curating things, mm-hmm. like 
you know, like zine archives and like I have a little one at my studio where I used to help start a little bit of a zine archive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, starting window galleries or vending machine. Mark Bell and I ran the a vending machine gallery for a while. Like, yeah. So I'm always into these side projects and just it kind of it's it's almost less commerce related and it's more like, kind of more fun, you know. It's yeah, like, it sounds like it's for the people. It's, 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 a, it's a little bit more like if you don't want to buy this drawing for like a larger drawing for like eight or nine thousand dollars and you want a zine for free or i can you can find it i'll leave it on the subway for a total stranger to yeah, find yeah, yeah. like i like that fluxus dadaist kind of ray johnson kind of nonsensical kind of absurd thing yeah, sometimes yeah um but let's talk about the um the, the curatorial the, the, project the, that you're doing with oh, your son yeah well we've been we've been working through um the carol gardens library mm-hmm. um in uh, in the neighborhood and curating display case shows. So we've been I've been pretty heavily into display cases for actually for like quite a while. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, what sorts of things are you putting uh, in the display cases? Well, the, well, there's an upcoming show that we really want to show. Um, this uh, Burrell Wall who leaves these ceramic coins around Red Hook. I don't know if you've seen, oh, you seen yeah. them. Oh, yeah, he's one of our favorite artists. Oh, you've, have you we met him? We have a huge collection. Have you met him? Oh, uh, you should take part in the show. Yeah. Because I, I contacted, I talked to his brother. Okay. But I really want to do a show of his in the neighborhood, and I yeah. like the idea of him. He's in Red Hook, close uh-huh. to Carroll Gardens, uh-huh. and it's kind of like graffiti, but it's kind of... They're gifts. It's kind of like MT, like old MTA kind of gift, like almost like... Um, wouldn't be like Robin Hood, but it's but they're like, political too. They yeah, have something so kind of charged, written on them. Yeah, usually. yeah, like stamped mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. uh, original, like found coins, and yeah. and the discovery of them is is genius. Yeah, you know. But um, but um, we we did um, Henry and I did uh, a few things. I did in my uh, Basquiat uh, ephemera collection because I have a big collection. Of so it's ephemera. stuff from your own collection. You yeah, put in and the uh, well, we actually have displayed other people's collections too, okay. like. Um, uh, Henry really wanted to do like a Star Wars action figure show, uh-huh. and and I had a collection when I was younger and the MTA card collection and um, we recently just, Henry just got some press from the New York Post. That's fantastic. Um, uh, and uh, the the writer didn't want to mention anything about my sign project, and she kind of worked me out of the whole picture of the show. <laughs> but uh, it was it was fun. It was like funny. She came she came from. I mean, I don't read the New York Post, but. Right. But they came from a cute factor of the kids' yeah. display case, but which was fine. And Henry got a lot of attention, and that's cool. And and then he was like walking the dog down the street the other day, and someone's like, "Hey, you're, aren't you the Pez the Pez kid?" <laughs> and everyone at school is like all excited. And we got on um, New York One too. Um, it was a long story, but uh, that's exciting. On forty-five minutes sleep. Well, I imagine. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. I, I imagine that. I mean. There's a youthfulness to the stuff that you do. Yeah. And I imagine that your being a, a parent has 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 helped in breathe some youthfulness into your work or, or like give it a new perspective or something. Is that fair to say? Yeah, well it's it's I mean, not And when I say uh, youthfulness, I, I don't mean like it looks like a kid made it. I mean there's yeah. it, it's into this sort of narrative storytelling that I think we all grew up with, like a picture book, a comic book something with text and image yeah um i mean vibrant colors at, at times i start thinking maybe you can I, disagree maybe, maybe i too. should act a yeah. little more my age you know because i'm getting closer to 50 and but then you know i'm having a lot of fun and like i don't want to start wearing the suit jacket too soon would you tell our crumb <laughs> to start asking no i know it's true i know right? it's true it's just like um 
but through my kids you know mm-hmm. you do have a lot of you can show them a lot and my 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 oldest son felix um really doesn't have much drive to do artistic things anymore okay and i pushed him pretty heavily in the young years he was like drawing with me and he was doing performance related things and zines and like you know we were sending like ben jones zines of felix's and he was he was sending postal art and doing performances at in new york and like and i was and then he shied away from it i, I don't know if that's going to happen with my youngest son too right. but um are you okay he, with that he, yeah, I mean, I think it'll come back some of it, and mm-hmm. it'll always be there, part of their upbringing in yeah. our life. But, uh, and I'm fine with if they don't want to do something that's very non-artistic in their life. Like they'll still have that element. Like maybe Felix, he's very into like buying and trading things online on his video games, and like mm-hmm. he got kind of interested in the stock market for a while, which I was interested because in I have this side business sense to me through my parents, okay, and through especially my dad and. Uh, it's like you know, he wants to have an office full of art, maybe, and like train yeah, sure. buy things, you know, like. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, the the running the case with Henry has been really fun, and yeah. um, it's, it's not often easy working with a ten year old too, because he's very bossy and he has a certain way. He comes at it from a different angle than yeah. me. But sometimes I treat them a little bit too much like adults. I don't know if you do that with your kids. I do, I do, like and, you, I, and I and I check myself on that yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you, you're catching yourself, and you're like, wait a second, they just want to play with a ball. Yeah, in the wait, park. you're only seven. That's you don't right. want to go to like a Tony Conrad film at the film anthology, yeah. like <laughs> see like Jack Smith yeah, films yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you talking about it because it, yeah. um, I really believe in bringing my kids to my studio, and their their hand is it literally in my work. They're they're yeah, adding paint. Yeah. They're drawing to the side. Sometimes their drawings get collaged in. Um, I don't. I, I think it's great when I meet another artist. It sort of, you know, allows for that to happen. Um, you know, the sort of sharing of of making and thinking and ideas with your kids. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, they. But I agree. Like, the family has always been a part yeah. of what I do. Whether yeah. sometimes, not like it's my total content. Like I don't like cause commotion in the house just so i can have content i'm not like the the tortured poet that like creates a chaos at the relationship to have the content yeah yeah (laughs) but um i don't know it's i sometimes i was thinking about it lying in bed last night i was thinking what am i going to talk about on the podcast i kept thinking it kept coming back to rauschenberg art and life or something Hmm. like just like the artist the art and the life is very hand in hand like just um like I don't know like at times I don't know where the art stops and the life starts and like where the like they go very hand in hand not like not like I'm a performance artist yeah and at times I've delved into the idea of wanting to be a comedian Mm -hmm. but um which would I don't know it would be a tragedy it it wouldn't be healthy (laughs) but uh but um yeah I just I don't know it's everything sometimes feels so temporary just it's just like when we were talking about that and starting off with 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 that gun incident and Mm -hmm. stuff like my health issues that we were going to talk about various a little bit like everything has seemed so temporary for so long yeah that not like i'm checking myself every minute to see but it just it just seems like it's a little blip yeah and not to get too dark and like not even existential because i'm not that way at all okay and like i don't even know what that word means but it's just as far as um 
I think that's the obsessive thing about producing and the, the health thing when yeah. um, it's and then involving day to day things and just like leaving behind what I did on this life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, where does art stop and life yeah. start? I, I tend to think that they are kind of the same thing most days. Yeah. But there are days where I'm like. I'm an artist when I'm in my studio. When I leave here, I'm something else. Yeah. I mean, well, sometimes I, I you flip sometimes you it. want the off switch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that learning how to turn maybe it turn it on and off is yeah. maybe a good skill. No, I don't. Well, then sometimes I'll start. I'll start going all a little bit like so I don't sleep enough, and then right. I start thinking. I start that you know starts getting pieces around the house starting to happen yeah. and stuff, and you're like, "Ooh, this is getting a little too like installation. My life is an installation, you yeah, know, like yeah. um, and." Uh, and things with with my health have been like my mental health have been up and down and i'm not the easiest person to be around people are like oh he seems very very nice and soft-spoken and i'm mm -hmm. like eh, i don't know you haven't been around me long enough right right <laughs> well let's 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 talk about the mental health stuff yeah. you were diagnosed with schizophrenia yeah at what age uh uh well it was uh 26 years ago okay and so i'm 47 so thir 31 mm -hmm. 29 30 30 31 mm -hmm. and uh yeah and you know in the last few years my psychiatrist in toronto that i see told me that uh he doesn't think i'm schizophrenic or bipolar and so i don't actually know what the diagnosis is and i you know the side effects of a medication sure, and like sure. but I mean, it got really bad there for a while. I was going to give you that issue of uh, a banana fish that came out a number of years ago, mm -hmm. and a friend interviewed me for it, and uh, uh, that's Japanese noise magazine where I did stuff, like a 17-page interview, and I talked a lot about mental health. Uh -huh. and, and, uh, um, but it got, it got pretty rough there, mm -hmm. like just the idea of living and wanting to live and not wanting to live and depression and like paranormal uh, par uh, uh, paranoid feelings and uh, having difficulty functioning outside in public mm -hmm. and uh, delusional thinking and like I mean some of it when you can come out of it is almost a gift mm -hmm. but you can get I mean basically I think I've missed my medication in 26 years twice okay and I totally stopped after I mean, it's been on 16 years since I've had a drop of alcohol right and before that I've had like a drink and a drink and a half and it's um it's been a major part of my life and I have to explain myself a lot of the time. Like people are like, Oh, so why don't you drink? Right. And you're like, and like, and then I'll joke. Cause it's like, Oh, I've drank it before. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and like, and, um, and I do have a lot of good drinking stories, but, <laughs> um, but I think a lot was triggered by stress and hereditary genes. Yeah. And so something uh, like this is in your family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Through, probably through my grandmother and side cousins and stuff mm -hmm. and uh it's a horrible horrible uh st something to live through and uh heather my wife was very supportive and my kids were not around then mm -hmm. uh they weren't uh, uh born yet and uh the idea when i initially went to uh a mental health team in vancouver which was just down the block from where we lived and uh they were like, oh, you can, you'll be able to lead a very normal life if you stay on medication, mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, D well, do I want a normal life or like, right. or what like, is what is normal? What, mean what is normal from your life? Point like, of view? like a house, a mortgage, a will, yeah. like a, yeah. uh, a dog. You know, and I was like, some sort of job. And then it kind of started to become kind of normal. Uh huh. Um, but 
but sometimes I don't even feel inside my body. Like just, um, it's, is it a, like a dream a, state or something? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. At times. And at times, and it can get thrown off sometimes and, um, and triggered off. Cause mm -hmm. I think often it focuses back into my work with triggers and like one thing will lead to a, a memory of one thing. It's almost like a Schwitters kind of collage. Like one thing triggers a memory, Kurt Schwitters, and like one thing leads to a memory of memory to memory to memory. And then it's like, it's like, um, and then it's to turn that association off. Mm -hmm. um, but people said my work changed a lot when my mental health, when I had like a breakdown. I still totally don't know what happened in some ways. Mm -hmm. And how um, long ago was that? Do you remember? Uh, it's not important. At least, I'm just curious. At least twenty years ago. Okay. Yeah, because usually, uh, usually, a schizophrenia. If you get, usually have a breakdown in the late twenties. Okay. And uh, it's a very characteristic of something that happens, and and uh, and the sleeping and like sleeping for sixteen, seventeen hours a day, and then waking up and not really wanting to be alive, or like yeah. The, waking up having a coffee or breakfast and then going back to sleep and just kind of just being so lethargic and then out going through symptoms like telepathy and amnesia feeling and mm -hmm. like and visionary quests and not hearing i didn't hear too many vo like voice type things and yeah. stuff but i mean i i don't know it's just i wasn't prepared for it and i didn't know and then i actually it was kind of a bit of a relief when i got a diagnosis put on me some answers of so yeah, something, right? Yeah, and there's so much mental illness around Vancouver and the Pacific Northwest, and like drug addiction, and like I was, it was a very unstable situation to live in. And mm -hmm. actually, in New York, it's way calmer hmm. in some ways that way. But there's still certain things that trigger off, like if I go without eating correctly, or like I'm on like a subway ride and I've been going all day, and then like there'll be like a stressful situation, or someone will get on the subway, mm -hmm. and often at times feeling like I want to relate to other people that are going through it. Like let's just say if you sa said you had a mental illness, yeah, and you're asking me for change on the subway, and I'm like, sorry man, I don't have any medic, I don't have any money for you. I'm also mentally ill. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of like where you want to justify yourself. Sure. And people like just leave it, like just let it go, like just like. But this compassion, you know, like empathy, that, that could have been me. Yeah. That could have been me. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that could have been me. I see that. Smoking crack, like sitting out on the street. Um. I don't. Know. I mean, does it give me the right to comment on it? Because that's my like. Does it? Is that my? my voice is sure. that was that what it be remembered for my work that i commented on a lot of that and then like i mean i've been pretty open about it mm -hmm. and then at times i was like i didn't want to become this like daniel johnson figure right even though daniel i'm a huge fan or wesley willis or like where the college kids would all come and they would laugh mm -hmm. you know like you're the you're the jester artist that right. has the illness that should entertain the wealthy you know? right right I right yeah but it almost shouldn't have worked like the success that came you know through your art through my art and my life and like buying houses and mm -hmm. like getting married having children getting, yeah from going from like collecting bus tickets on the ground to get to school and lining up in the soup kitchens and like for years i ate at soup kitchens for like 12 years you know it was in the pretty nice soup kitchen mm -hmm. but like i mean it's just and then end up in New York where I wanted to be. Yeah. I mean. That's incredible, Jason. I know. I know. It's kind of, it shouldn't have worked. Like everything was against me. Right. I can't spell very well. I, I'm not a good writer. Mm -hmm. Do uh, you think 
making art or having yeah, art in your life helped? Yeah, I mean, it's just therapy. And, yeah. and, 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 and when I'm making work, I'm generally happier mm-hmm. and feel like um, there's a reason to live in some ways. Yeah. Like, not like I'm going to like jump off the Williamsburg Bridge tomorrow, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of the ups and downs are kind of so high and low. Mm-hmm. But I mean, generally, I think things have calmed down a little bit. I don't know. And then th- you get it out in the work. Yeah. And then I'm looking forward to presenting it. Yeah. And then just, I don't know. No, this all makes sense to me. And, yeah. I, and you know, I think there's, yeah. you know, to go back into the auto autobiographical, diaristic yeah. nature of your work. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's incredible, unique, I, I'm almost, I almost don't want to use the word content because it feels yeah. more significant than that content yeah. is like this just thing that you put out there this is like uh, your life and your thoughts and what your experience and you know the 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 work has an energy or, or an erraticness to it that like if i'm lazy we're talking about being a lazy viewer sometimes i can like do the visual math very quickly and sort of see like this is disconnected and erratic and kind of all over the place but then trying to maybe carp- comp compartmentalize it compartmentalize it but then also like like spending a little bit more time with it it's very sensitive and very logical it has its own logic that i really like to like to decipher so um i don't know i i I love to think about this idea of you going through your life experience having art at the same time as a processing mechanism but also as a as a piece of therapy too for you i mean that's great i mean um I have an archive too um, that I've I've housed for um, at it, well it's housed at the, the Western University in London Ontario it's a beautiful archive mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, and I've had an archive for four years and basically like whatever I decide to give to them they archive I can give them boxes like I could give them all those Pez dispensers or all my binders with collections and people are like, Oh, you collect so much stuff. And I was like, well, I can, I I can, I can donate it and like plan the way people will perceive me. Like a lot of my postal art, like I've donated letters and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's this kind of um, playing around with how you'll be remembered. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And you know, we've, we've talked about publishing in and out of this whole conversation, but that's, Another way that I connected with you, I think every time I've seen you did outside of your did you do home, did you do zines too? Not, not really. No? I mean, I've done them. I've done, I've made them, but they weren't they weren't like like a main thing for me. Uh-huh. I sort of did them because it seemed like an interesting way to put something out, and I I, I like the idea of a multiple. I'm something I'm a yeah. big fan of turning pages and looking uh-huh. at images and pages. Um, but I didn't produce like you did. But I was about to say, every time I've seen you, like at an art opening, or even even the time <laughs> I, like, I think I, I met like you, the guy with the bags, who yeah, yeah, you, you like, hey Joe, like here, like here's, I just here's, made here's, here's, here's a record, or here's yeah, yeah. here's a zine. But I appreciate a... that. No, um, I know. I know. You've got I mean, ephemera with you. But then I would play go. with that sometimes, and I would purposely show up with nothing, and people were like, oh, you don't have anything to give away. <laughs> just when they want to make fun of me for giving, stuff. like some yeah. people would poke fun at me. They're like. Oh, here he is again. No, know? I think we should all be more generous. No, I know. I mean, it's some sort of restlessness or yeah, or just kind of like life's not big enough. Like I, the mountain's not high enough. Yeah. <laughs> like a marathon runner that 
the race is over so yeah no you keep going <laughs> triathlete yeah no that i mean i i, I mean i think i don't know do you ever wonder what you'll be doing in like 10 or 15 years if you're still yeah around like what like what, what directions like yeah like you know think about like in terms of like the art i'm making uh, yeah, or art, if i'm or, even or, be making or, art or what you're gonna be doing like do you ever like just stop and th- do you ever just stop and think like, i do i do and i think becoming a parent has helped with yeah, that because i, yeah, I wonder about this world we live in yeah and what my the place that my grown kids will have in it and what they'll yeah. be doing and yeah. um that they're kind people and yeah. and yeah. generous respectful people in the, in this volatility that's out there yeah and what they'll be doing with their lives um and then and like the layer on top of that is will i still be making art and if i i mean i think i am i'm, I'm a you'll lifer be like, you'll be like a podcast like like <laughs> i don't know mogul, like i don't that, know yeah, like <laughs> that, can that be can that happen i don't think i think they'll it's say jo- J- joseph hart out of office tower at the yeah. very top and like jh and they'll be like, yeah let's not hold our <laughs> breaths but uh no i really i i seriously I, I feel honored to be on this program just i mean i haven't listened in a while i have to admit that's but, fine. but I got really, really hooked on your program and just hearing your voice. And like, I, I know it sounds strange to say, but I often listen in the bathtub. You mentioned that to me and, before. And I would, and it was somehow, when I didn't know what to, what to turn to sometimes, uh-huh. I would turn on your podcast and I would just be like, I was like, wow, Joseph's really doing something really interesting. Like, it just seems so honest and like kind of, it just seems natural. And like, it's just so real, like just hear... I don't know. There's something about it. I think you got it. You're, it's on. You're on. I mean, you're on to something. I mean, you've been doing something really good for a while. Thanks, man. I, that's. I really appreciate hearing that. Yeah. You know, it's, it all comes out from my own. I think a few things. My own curiosity, and to go back to this, to context. I love context. It helps yeah. me understand things. Um, and I also like identifying with with people, and this is one way to do it. You know, like finding that shared experience and learning from it and unpacking some of the mystery uh-huh. um because it's scary you know this stuff is it, is, there it ever, can be scary. is there ever i mean not to say like i'm trying to interview you but has there yeah. ever been someone you've interviewed where you're like i'm not sure if i'm ready to interview this person or like or like or like are you someone you've really wanted to interview mm-hmm. that uh i mean happened? i'm i am i am like anxious at the start of every one yeah um but I feel like eventually, like I fall into place, and uh-huh. I, I mean, I do a little bit of research before I do this, so I feel yeah. prepared. I don't. In the beginning, I would, I was, I was flying blind. Yeah. And I, I sort of learned, like, I, actually, I think I need to, yeah, prepare a bit more. So, yeah. but there is a certain like wave of anxiety, like, uh, what, like, what am I doing? How do I do this again? And that's yeah. something that happens in my studio too. This, this sort of like. I walk through the door like, how do I make my art again? And yeah, like, how no, do I start I know. Well, you've it? been doing this for so many years, but yeah. it's like when you start that, you're like, is this good or yeah. or is this yeah. is this? And then, then you, you, I don't know. You, do you do you post it on Instagram and you like and and if people like it, is that is that that's that's I mean, is that is that a good like all this. <laughs> All this stuff I've been yeah. posting, I've been posting as soon as I finish every single time I've been posting. And I'm like, really? Is this what it is? This is this a form to tell if this is good work or like? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I wrestle I s- with Instagram. I think it's a good tool for awareness, but it's no measure for whether or not the no, work is successful. No. And I think that's where people get stuck. I mean, it just it, it, do you make work so it looks good online, like more graphic-y? And like, and then I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, and I'm like, 
do you throw a hook in there? Like, do you throw do you throw some bad work in there to see if the people still respond? Or like, oh, that's an like, interesting or like, angle. Or like, I remember this is like a side tangent, but mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I used to get A's all the time, A pluses on my drawings, and I used to do high realism drawings with pencil. Mm-hmm. And and I remember one time doing a bad drawing and intentionally submitting it to my teacher to see if she still give me an A, and she did. Huh. Oh, so like, <laughs> you, you 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 created a bias and then yeah, I don't you, you know. made like, sure maybe it, they were it, lazy yeah. like lazy markers. Well, I just think we're full <laughs> of bias out there like like uh you know I teach too and I I know like through the semester what each student is sort of capable of uh-huh. and then sort of but being generous like understanding you can't knock it out of the park every time. Yeah. But like how I mean gr- like grading art is a whole nother can of worms. Um, yeah. I mean like how do you how do you measure that relative to the best thing you've ever made? Yeah. Uh, you know that's old. Oh, we did another yeah. couple hours to yeah, go there. Yeah, I know. It's just the idea of of teaching other people. I'd be I'd be telling them so many stories. Like I'd be teaching them how to hire a lawyer or not. Like you not 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 doing that's like, useful not, information. Not doing heavy drugs at parties to be in the in circle to get your work ahead. Yeah, life you lessons. Know? You know, like because some of the talks I've done. So I've done a lot of talks. Yeah. To, st- to high school kids to elementary school kids to like uh, art school students mm-hmm. um and it, sometimes it gets the teachers are standing there like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like maybe this is a little too real you know like i i think that's great keep doing it no, like, don't stop be like, um so i feel like we're ne- we're nearing nearing the end here yeah. um one of the things i like to ask is is uh what the last great piece of culture you saw or listened to or read that like really shook your bones i'm sort of putting you on the spot but does anything come to mind yeah um i just said something it's right over here just one sec yeah um i've been writing this these notes on this on this coaster just kind of thinking initially i'm going to work into it well i saw some really good stuff i've been really into brian jason okay the dream machine guy tell me uh the uh william burroughs good friend of william burroughs is he a writer uh he was kind of a beat writer okay and i saw some um him developing his own language in his sound poetry with gunshots and like various things he's oh, very wow. interesting but there's a few things uh that and uh this i never heard of milford graves i don't know if you know the jazz drummer and i saw he that was familiar. he was i never heard of him and he was doing some sort of s- almost like spoken word language when he was drumming mm-hmm and uh that's just that was just a side thing the other day and it was just a little 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 piece and it was mm-hmm. just but um i go through phases dr katz mm-hmm. uh the comedy show on you uh, i've been watching on youtube mm-hmm. with uh, the psychiatrist that interviews comedians mm-hmm. um it's it's hilarious yeah and, and i noticed i want to point out that you you have like a list that you pulled out of of Things that were remarkable enough for you that you wrote down. Yeah, no, I. I'm is that very, a usual? Very, is that a is that a normal into, practice for you? Very into the physical world. Uh, you write, you make lists of yeah, things you I like. Yeah, physical phone books. I still use a landline. I talk on the phone constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm joking. I joke at times of being like Glenn Gould, like talking on the phone at the erratic hours for long distances of time. And but um, I'm wi- I'm I identify with that. I mean, yeah, I keep I mean, a paper I th- calendar. I, th- I, think I write it, notes. I, th- I think it's my age though too. But I'm I would like to see. I don't think it's age. I think it's like how our like what retain what helps us retain yeah. stuff in our brain and the the yeah. the process and act of writing and, something and out. And sometimes the drawings like totally there are like certain drawings. Well, I'll write everything that I have to do that day on the drawing. So there there's to do lists and within these lists. drawings. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I you know I'm yeah. a I'm a lister as well. So 
Um, what's so you you in the beginning of the conversations you rattled off a, a bunch of shows and fairs that some of the work is going to. Um, I'm wondering about even uh, sort of a, a bigger horizon, like if there's a dream project uh, that you'd love to accomplish at some point um, in the not too distant future, and and this could be something that you just have in the back of your head, and uh, there's I, like no way that you could actually I, I realize would, uh, it. But I'm curious if you have well, anything you want to like share a, on a smaller scale. I'd mm-hmm. like to, I've been getting involved with printed matter a bit mm-hmm. with selling my zines more on a regular basis in my compact disc project with uh, the three minute sound recordings, mm-hmm. uh, the Cough Park compact discs I do with my friend John, or JC2F, and Henry, my youngest son. We have a project together, and it's to see something of display of compact disc project with audio or a zine related things and do a show a solo show at printed matter mm-hmm. of like almost a overview of 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 the 200 plus zines or so that i've made mm-hmm. something like that like one of those side room back back room yep. at printed matter in new york uh, and the side room or postal art uh showing a collection of my postal art more recently um i mean there's been other things i mean I think I like overviews, like to kind of show different segments of my work, and like, yeah. I mean, I have I have goals here, definitely. I mean, I'd like to get a dealer in New York again. Okay. Uh, uh, that would be a big goal. So, and uh, and I would like to uh, to eventually get a, like a, a two bedroom condo in New York. Yeah. Um, get in the real estate game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sell our place in Canada. And Fair enough. Here, but Fair uh, enough. But uh, cool. Well, Jason, thank you for um, participating in this project. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I want to just say again, like, I really appreciate your openness and honesty and generosity with talking about your life in this way. Um, and it's been really fascinating to sort of understand, you know, we talk, context is coming up a few times, but like this, like, helps me see the work in a, in a more enlightened space. And um you know it's more information that helps me appreciate the work more and and the new drawings look incredible and um i can't you know i I hope for the best for them okay thanks jason thanks thanks joseph bye we've made it to the end A quick reminder that listeners can learn more about this project and the artists featured by visiting deepcolorpodcast.com. You can also show support by making a donation via the PayPal link and subscribe to the series in iTunes. Thank you for listening and check back soon for a new episode.